0: All right, we're recording? Yep. Welcome, everyone, to the Rink Rat Report podcast. The most bare week in the NHL season schedule, I would say. As always, joined by Josh and Jason.
1: How's it going? Very bare week, but very bullish on this episode. Ooh.
0: Hell yeah. More
2: bullish than the All-Star game. Yeah. Uh, than you were on the All-Star game. I
1: don't yeah. know if it's possible to be any more bullish. I could be more bullish about my pocket length than the All-Star
0: oh, game. come on. That was crazy. That was a nice one. I don't know how people are like reviewing the. All-Star. I took a look at some other hockey podcasts. Oh, what what are people talking about this week? I saw way too many. What to know for the All Star Game? What happened this All Star Game weekend? I'll summarize it. A bunch of millionaires showed up to Florida and didn't put in any effort. <laughs> Plain and simple.
1: I can understand now why people were mad that Nylander didn't get to go. Um, no,
0: okay, that was that, that was. was,
1: that was, crazy. That was crazy. No, I'm it's just crazy. kidding. That wow. was a safe shot. That was
0: wow.
1: No, that was a joke. Honestly. Oh man, but it was, I feel like it was there.
0: Kirill Kaprizov went full like corporate from uh, December 28th to the 31st down there. Just didn't even didn't didn't even show up for half of the. He was supposed to be in the
2: fastest scare, and then I think the day of, they just told him that he's not doing it, and then he didn't do it anything on the skills competition. Yeah. And then he was minus three in one game in the with zero. Well, I points. think
0: he told them I'm not doing that. That's what I'm
2: saying. So he just said I don't I'm not doing it. Like the day of though. He's like, know. Yeah, I'm actually and then not the doing whole
0: this. time just looked miserable. Yeah, whatever. So that's enough all star break talk. Yeah, that's yeah. that's about all you needed to know from that. We are going to get into a lot of Chicago Blackhawks players today. We promised that last episode. Um a little bit of around the league, but the major part of this episode, we're gonna be talking about the Leafs assets, what they have. What are these assets actually worth? What could they potentially fetch? And so on and so forth. Let's get into first, though, a Leafs podcast talking about the Chicago Blackhawks. Um, if you, unless you're for analytical purposes, outside of that and Leafs games, you don't need to watch the Chicago Blackhawks. They stink. Oh my God, they're an ugly hockey team to watch.
2: On purpose, though. To be fair, they're doing it right.
0: They're doing it like 20, 15, 16 Leafs. Yeah. So got to give them credit there. I mean, if I was watching them, I was going, oh, whoa, 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 this Blackhawks team looks pretty good. I mean, they'd be doing something wrong. They'd probably have to put a couple guys on IR. But they didn't look like that. They looked horrible. One guy that's not we're not going to talk about, Seth Jones. Uh, I don't know. I talked about him last year. It It pains me to watch him. It pains me to watch him. A six foot seven defenseman. Skating's not bad. He can handle the puck pretty good. His shots really, really hard. But he's a disaster out there. He just doesn't know what the hell he's doing. And on top of that, nine and a half million dollars for eight more years. Is that correct? I think that's around there. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's an ugly. Con- You're not moving away from that contract unless somehow this guy commits to playing something that's not. I would call that poor positioning for men's league hockey. I'm just going to be completely honest. But anyways, first player I wanted to get into, Jake McKay, because he was the one I was most impressed with from the Chicago Blackhawks. I mean, this guy, I would describe him defensive defenseman. Think of similar, kind of like TJ Brody. More physical, though. Probably not as good on his stick as TJ Brody is because he's one of the best in the league. But I thought he was... Physical, but doesn't run around. Picks his spots really well. Physical in front of his own net. Really good job clearing that. His top skating speed isn't what's really going to catch you with his skating, but his edges, his footwork. Really liked how he got his feet up on those first three strides to really pick up some speed. Um, he combines his skating with physicality to just be an all-around defensive uh, defensive beast. In terms of breaking the puck out, he does that very, very well. Look, This guy's point totals right now aren't that good. But what you're getting from him is a lot of very good breakout passes. And I feel like on an elite-level offensive team, think Toronto, Boston, Carolina, something of that caliber, if you're making breakout passes like that, if you're breaking up plays, turning them up ice the other way, and making breakout passes like that, you're going to put up, what, 30 points in a season? Yeah, around there, just like he had twenty two last on a good year. team for sure. Yeah. On a good team, thirty thirty five points, I would say. Also, right? to be
2: fair to him, I know he plays a lot. Cause he's a defenseman, but he has one less five on five point than Jonathan Taves, and one less five on five point than Andreas Athanasiou, and
1: one more five on five point than who? Morgan Riley. <laughs>
0: okay, he's been injured, but
1: just saying
0: that's this, a, year, that's a, this year. That's this year. Yeah, how many, Real, more, how many more games played does he have? Since you threw that one out there.
2: I'll, I'll pull that up Mr. right now. Mr. Cook
0: in the books over there.
2: I think, Mer- oh, sorry, uh, McCabe missed like seven He has... That's not close to the amount. Seven, eight, eight more games. Eight more.
0: Yeah. Can play the right side and the left side too. I was very curious because when you were like, oh, he plays right side. I'm like, okay, he brought in Jake Muzzin and the, the, the word around the street was, yeah, yeah, he'll play right side. I have not seen Jake Muzzin play right side yet, and we, now we will never watch him play right side, so I actually took a look at a game he played on the right side with Jack Johnson, solid. What about I like Jack what Johnson, yeah, not he, as solid not as solid <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no. j.J has a cup That's he, does. he does he has a Stanley Cup and he's earned some money back, which exactly. he deserved. exactly exactly. Um, but yeah, in terms of the offensive game, just he keeps it simple. he's not going to be jumping up into the rush, like I mentioned Vlad Gavrikov last week. Vlad Gavrikov who likes to jump into the rush. You won't see Jake McCabe doing that sort of offense. He doesn't have that sort of offensive style. Keep it simple, you know, and keep keep it simple, keep it safe. That's how I would describe describe it. So strong defensive defenseman that'll bring some bite and can play both sides. I think he's in your top three for sure.
1: I love that breakdown. Just to add on quickly before we kind of go a little deeper into it, I just want to mention he does have a no trade, cla- a modified no trade clause. Ten
2: teams. I don't know how how however, much. However, however.
0: The Leafs are not on that, I believe. The Leafs are not on. Okay, I didn't, I didn't see that's that.
2: That's what the insiders hashtag insiders are saying. The Le- getting... Every other Canadian team, other than Toronto, is on it. Really? Okay, yeah. interesting. I had that one. That makes sense, seeing as we're probably the only Canadian team that's doing like really well. Sorry, oh. and he doesn't want to live in
1: Winnipeg. Yeah, that that that, that is all. I didn't want to say that, but anyways, um, he also makes four mil for three years. So that's an important mm-hmm. note. He's one of the very few guys on the trade on the popular trade list i guess the trade target list that's uh, over two year or over a one year term which is again i think what the Leafs have been trying to or at least what people what insiders are saying the Leafs are trying to acquire is a player who has term on their deal right because we don't want rentals so and uh well we may want rentals but yeah the we Leafs, the Leafs do not want yeah. rentals so which they may change who knows yeah but uh, and i'm sure like they'll probably acquire our rental they did acquire one last year
0: mm-hmm. right in uh able to resign them
1: but i was i was talking about Black, yeah. blackwell, blackwell like well we lost. giordano as well was kind of a rental but i feel like they got him thinking that uh yeah giordano thinking that they would be able to so you to touched
0: them. on something that i don't think you elaborated on and mm-hmm. that is there a report out there with regards to leafs and rentals right now
1: i actually don't know i didn't see
0: I swear I saw something along the lines of they don't want to give up a first for a rental. Yeah, player. they say
2: that every year, though, I think. Yeah. That's... And the only year they did it was when they got Fellino, so they yeah. really do stick to it.
0: Yeah, right? that's a good point. They didn't um, give up first last year. But I also
2: think a lot of the, like, uh, I don't want to call it propaganda, but the insider, like, news hot stove, it's kind of looking like it's going to be a buyer's market. And the, I think the buyers are going to keep saying, we're not giving a first, not giving a first, not giving a first, until mm-hmm. someone probably cracks and gives a first. But I think there's a lot of, like... How many first round picks are going to be available, really? I mean not many, because if you if you go through the
1: teams that would I don't know how like I'm just thinking off the top of my head, Tampa trade they're two firsts, right? So that's already one team. Yeah. Off the off Florida the has Florida, no Florida has no first. Um uh, I'm just trying to think of other teams Dallas that don't ha- Dallas has no firsts. Dallas has Islanders
2: no firsts. Islanders their first. have no first. Like
0: Dallas traded p- their 2023 twenty twenty three first. Yeah. People oh, well yes.
2: people because people are saying, oh, Gavrikov's gonna go for a first. Like McCabe's <laughs> going to go for a first. Um, oh, Boone Jenner, if he's available, he's going to go for a first. Like, that and then you don't even get into Taves, Kane, O'Reilly, Timo Meyer. Like, that's I just named seven guys that they're saying is going to go for a first round pick. That's just not going to happen. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. So
1: there are four teams. So yeah, the four teams that don't have a first round pick right now are the Islanders, the Panthers, and uh, Lightning and Stars.
2: Mm-hmm. So, so that's why I think it's highly likely that if the Leafs do move there first. In this market, it would be for a player with some term, whether that's Timo Meyer, whether that's Jake McCabe, or at least someone with some control.
0: So wait, so how many, how many teams total was that? Was that four? So it was four teams total. Four so, teams total. Yeah, so Dallas, So Tampa, assume, assume that they're all in the playoffs, even though all of them are not. Yeah. I, I know that. So, so that's 16. Theoretically, 16 teams make the playoffs. Now there are 12 first-round picks in play. And how Correct. many of those per are actually
2: going to get moved? Like, for example... Let's look at some teams here.
0: Like is Washington no. gonna move their first. No. Pittsburgh zero Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh's probably, almost zero they percent should chance. Not. They, they should. said they, they basically
2: can't. Buffalo is not gonna move a first round pick. No. Doesn't make no sense. No chance them. Winnipeg. M- Winnipeg, maybe, uh, probably not though. Yeah. We'll see. Minnesota, no. same thing. They're they cannot. They cannot. They cannot. Colorado will. I think Colorado, that'll yeah. be one on the move.
0: Los Angeles. Los I mean, Angeles. Maybe didn't they maybe. trade it for Fiala.
2: Well,
1: no, they, they still have that their was first. last year's last year. So last year. LA is interesting cuz they have like so many bodies like physically signed. I doubt they actually move their first. I think that might mm-hmm. come like if they do they might actually do it in the off season, but I think because like they have so if they're if they're getting a guy, they're going to have to move someone out. They have if you go look at their cap friendly, they have a ton of guys signed including a lot, a lot of young good prospects. So I doubt that they would trade their first now. So maybe I I don't know if I would count LA on the board.
2: I actually think I know I can like figure out which teams will move their first. I think right. Vegas will now that Ooh. Mark Stone is injured. Mm. Yep. I think Colorado will. That's two. I yep. think Edmonton has a lot of pressure and they will.
1: We'll see because we've seen years where Ken Holland has had a lot of pressure and kind of stood pat. It's very, so, it'd be yeah. interesting to see. So that's I'm,
2: three. I think there's a chance Seattle, but I wouldn't say so yet. I, I think they're again they're another team more likely to move a like a, a roster a player South, probably. A Susie. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Rangers maybe. Let's put Rangers, so that's four. Carolina, five. Devils, six. Devils, six. Boston, seven. Leafs, eight. So eight teams that that I think would be willing. Will they all do it? No. Zero percent chance all those teams trade their Mm -hmm. first, just from
0: what we know at deadlines. But... That's why I, th- I really think that first really holds weight. Yeah, even though it's going to be a bottom half first, that first round pick really holds. And weight. And then there's
2: there's where it becomes a buyer's market. The rest of the teams the rest of the teams are probably leaning towards selling. Like yeah. there's probably fifteen teams leaning towards selling, and only eight real power buyers this year.
1: Yeah, and like we talked about on like previous shows, like we talked about how um, this this draft is like a strong draft, right? So yeah. there's like there's a. Like you Even said, those way. late firsts are important. There's that trickle-down effect where you're not normally getting as good of a player down there. But also, these teams will be looking for almost any picks from this okay. year because that's ammo in the chamber for you to potentially move up and get, like, who knows? Maybe, let's say, Mitch Kov drops to fifth out of the blue, something like that, Definitely and you really possible. like him. And you, you, you go second. take a stab at that, right? So you use that oh. second to upgrade. Something something like that. I don't know. First player
2: to come to my mind. No, but, no, I agree. And um, I, I think last year's draft especially because of COVID related development issues. Like I think I would say that was a weaker draft, Mm -hmm. especially some of the later first round picks. You look at how some of them are doing to start the year, not the best, but it's, it's going to like, that could change this year is like a whole different level. Mm -hmm. So like you might be getting guys from 45 to 55 that are the same level that were at 25 to 35 last year. So like you said, even some of those second rounders are very valuable, I think. Yeah.
0: Agreed. Agreed. So, just something to sorry, back to McCabe. Which is it's fu- kind of funny we got into that because asset classification is what we're doing next. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> but anywho, um, back into McCabe. I don't know, I don't know what else we can add about him. I think he's he's a really good player, comes with term, can play both sides. So one
2: interesting thing is you said he actually can play the right side, which I agree with. Yes. Do the Leafs want a right defenseman or do they want a left defenseman?
0: That'll be something to be seen, right? I mean, Giordano plays the left side. Riley plays the left side. Sandine plays the left side. And then on the right side, you have Brody, Hole, Lilligren. I mean, so there are...
2: like There's flexibility with the player, which is uh,
1: nice. Yeah, because yes. he can play both sides. And then also, if 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 he ends up being comfortable on one side or the other, like let's say if, like we have TJ Brody who can also do the same thing. Mm-hmm. So it's very, very seamless. Someone fits. did
0: bring up a good point though. If you bring in McCabe in your top four is Brody, R Ry- Or like Brody, Riley, say Lilgren slash hole. And then McCabe, you have one right-handed defenseman in your top four. Well, there's a chance you have zero too. Yeah. yeah. That too. That, that on top. I actually like- don't
2: care about that. Like, T.J. Brody is one of the best right defensemen yeah. in the league. As
0: long as they're head comfortable head. on the right yeah. side. like Doesn't You don't matter. have Morgan Riley playing the right side yeah. right now. It, like, does,
2: I, I think it's a fair thing to bring up, but for the purpose of the Leafs, yeah. the players they have playing in those positions, like in my opinion right now today, T.J. Brody and Jake McCabe would be your two best defensemen on this team. Yeah, And they both are lefties playing the right side. Yeah. So in that scenario, I think you're all right with it.
0: Yeah, it's an, it would be nice to have, but it's not like sound the alarm. Agreed.
2: So you guys didn't answer the question.
1: What was the question again? Sorry.
2: Are, would he play left or right? You think on the Leafs? Right. Probably right. So who comes out of the lineup?
0: Justin Hall.
1: No, I no in that case he'd play left. It's either. Right. I it's, mean, he, it's, it's our, not think, a, it's I not think,
2: a, what would you prefer? It's more of a, I think, I think
1: our right sides locked in on either a Brody on, on Brody. If, if we hypothetically acquire McCabe, it'd be Brody slash McCabe. Hall, little they'd ground.
0: probably be asking for like Sandine around there, but you know, just my thought. I, I yeah, fair enough. Be Hall out.
1: I, I I just I feel like we said that every time. It just well, Hall it,
2: was out to start the Tampa series. Don't forget that's that. true. He was. That's very true. He was, and then quickly, very quickly back yeah. back into the top four. something. Something that's so. interesting
1: as well. Cam Sh- Sharon recently tweeted about uh, former guy who used to formerly work for the Leafs tweeted about uh, underage defenseman mentioned Jonas Siegenthaler. He said he'd like to start an mm-hmm. all underrated like team. It, it's his starting pair for defenseman would be Siegenthaler and, and Justin Hall. So, he loves so yeah, it course. tells he's it, from Toronto, but, and they
2: all love. We know that they love Justin. Hall.
1: Exactly. It just gives you another little yeah. insight on what yeah. the team thinks of him internally.
0: Yeah, yeah. that is very very true. Glad it's funny because we think he's leaving.
2: What if he just comes back? Yeah, he might just it's come back.
0: Extension time, Justin Hall forever. Uh, anywho. Let's get into another defenseman that you know a little bit better than I do and that is Connor Murphy. Uh
2: okay, Connor Murphy.
0: Right shot defenseman? Yeah,
2: I would say a lot of this like a defensive leaning defenseman for sure. Not a lot of offensive upside. Long guy, he's 6 foot 4, 212
0: defenseman with a long stick.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Like your uh your uncle from Etobicoke would probably love this guy. He's basically defensive only though. I don't think he moves mm-hmm. the puck quite as well as Jake McCabe. Um, he'd probably be... Does not put up points. Does not put up... Basically, he's basically like a Labushkin-style mm-hmm. defenseman. They have some differences, but that's what you're looking at. Labushkin-style defenseman. The only difference is he comes with a big ticket with a lot of term. And How much term? Four years, four and a half mil. And, and
0: he is almost 30 years old, and it's yeah. a lot of shot blocking. Yeah. A lot of tough work. How's that going to look in the last two years? Yeah,
2: and uh, I think he'd be a good player to add, though. I think he... Brings okay. a mix that the le- like he would be like Labushkin last year. He does something that your other defensemen don't do. I just don't think I think the Leafs would see him more as like a five, four five defenseman. Mm-hmm. And I don't think they want to pay a four or five defenseman with their build four point four for four more years. I don't think that makes sense for them. I think they'd be more palatable to pay Jake McCabe for only two more years after this slide and right into the muzz and roll top four left D, mm-hmm. and you're set. I think they'd be much more comfortable okay. with that. Good
1: point. Also you have to consider what uh, Chicago would be willing to do as well, right? Because they're the ones who are going to be taking that half cap hit. So if they do take the half retainer, is this is this going to be a team that's? I don't think they are going to have retain. I'm, I'm just saying, like hypothetically, this is going to be a yeah. team that would want to take on two point two million dollars for the next four years, and three years after this year, uh, when potentially in that third year they might be on their on the upcoming. Because, like we said, Chicago is kind of rebuilding. Well, right now they have three picks in the first or sorry two picks in each of the first three rounds for the next two years yeah it's very impressive so and whatever they can and, and then they're, they're gonna get to more move yeah. taves Kane, uh the guys we are talking about right now the guys we are going to be talking about in a bit they're gonna get a boatload of picks
2: and, yeah. and that goes right into what you're saying is why would they retain when they they're gonna be bad again they'll just keep them and do this next year and then if they don't get what they want they'll keep them and do it again the year exactly. after yeah. and then by that time they'll they might, might even them. want them yeah. 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 yeah yeah so like he's He's overpaid, but he's good, so they're not just going to give him away a half retain. you know exactly. what I mean And that's the other thing with Jake McCabe. A lot of people on Twitter were saying, "Oh, if the least get Jake McCabe half retained, that'd be great. There's, I don't think there's a great ch- I think I don't want to say it's no chance, but I say the chance would be pretty low that they would retain on Jake McCabe without you giving a first like that pick. price would be very steep for them to do that I, I
1: think that's if I was management, I'd be saying like that's the way you're getting a first round pick is if you're retaining.
2: And then if you have to add pieces on the side, then you add pieces the on retain, the
0: side. The retain situation will be something to watch for. I
2: I, I personally don't think he's going to get re, uh, any retain on. It's only four million. It's not that much. Ryan O'Reilly seven, Tarasenko or seven, yeah. seven. Yeah. Taves is ten and a half. Myers six. Like there's bunch bigger tickets. I and I think if Chickering doesn't get traded, Edmonton might look at this guy. Boston's looking at lefty. Like mm-hmm. I, I, there might be a team that just says like Boston might just say take Craig Smith. Match the salary; you don't have to retain, and we got him. That's it. That's yeah. true.
1: And it's kind of like a situation with Timo Meyer. Like people are saying, like maybe Rangers, maybe the Devils should the least be the ones swooping in to get Connor Murphy. To, or, sorry, Jake McCabe to ensure that a Boston doesn't get him or another team like that in our own division gets him. So mm-hmm. something to but we keep getting sidetracked back to Connor Murphy. Sorry.
0: But anyway, it's pretty crazy though when you look up both. McCabe Leafs jersey and Murphy Leafs jersey. Like, a lot of people have these already made. <laughs> ha, ha, it's the script. It, I think it. the script got leaked. <laughs> the NHL guys script. who were,
2: like, kind of unceremoniously shoved out of Toronto as defensemen as well. So maybe not the oh, best.
0: <laughs> and also, Murphy was 55, so that's already taken. But 24 is open, is it not? Yeah. I think so. That'd be yeah. funny. I, I, I don't th- think I, he would share in the same humor, but... Yeah,
2: I think... Murphy would be solid if they retain. I think they'd be interested mm-hmm. in that. I don't think they will. Mm-hmm. I think McCabe kind of fits. I know it's it's kind of um, weird that we're saying one guy makes 4.4 4 and one guy makes four, but we're saying it's okay to not retain on McCabe. It's just the type of player. Yeah. I think he'll age a little better. I think he's more of what they look for in defensemen. Well, right?
1: he's he is also two years younger than Murph. The, oh, no, he's no, the same age, same, Murphy? Age. same age. Sorry, same my age.
0: apologies. Never mind. Uh, Jake McCabe just has a late birthday. Okay, okay. That's about it. All yep. right. So, I mean, both would be welcome additions, though, I think. Yeah. Just one would be McCabe more is welcome the right fit. than the other. Yes, yeah, and exactly.
2: I and I think we may be disagreeing with a lot of people on Twitter saying that I I, I would be excited if they got Jake McCabe. Yep. I, I don't think that should be maybe Who, their only who's move. Who's
0: disagreeing with that? A lot of people.
2: Well, at least two weeks ago. Now, I think Rink Rat Report posts a nice video of him playing, and now everyone likes him. But still, like...
0: I didn't get any fee- uh, like uh pushback on that. It was just, I saw some people saying like, okay, you go for Jake McCabe, but then what the hell does that top nine look like? I, I agree. And yeah. I like, that would be a And big I was hole. like, okay, that's, that's, that's where you get into the theories and the, the- that's, that's where I'll debate with that. That's like,
2: but mm. it's not the only hole on the team. Mm-hmm. I think Kevin Papetti had a pretty good Twitter thread about it. I don't remember exactly what he said, but it was basically like points per 60 from the top, um, I don't know if it was top 5 teams in the league or top something like, yeah. something like that. And the Leafs most of their forwards were in the bottom 10, like 5 of them were in the bottom 10. I think it was the best 5 teams in the East basically. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then oh, for yeah. defensemen in terms of expected goals against, again, none of them were in the top 15 of the best defensemen in the in that group. So basically what he was saying is like we have a forward issue but also our like our defense isn't amazing. It's it's good. Yeah, it's for an fair. average team, it's it would be it's well above average. But for the elite, when you compare to Boston, when you compare to Carolina, when you compare to Tampa Bay, it's not as good straight yeah. up. Mm-hmm. And I, and I'm
1: gonna keep bringing the sentiment that like if you want to win the cup, you're gonna have to do what the past three years, the teams that won the cup the past three years didn't be like by far and away the best team in the league. Yeah. So no stone
0: unturned. Yeah. Pretty much. Yeah, I agree on that one. Um, do you want to get into some Max Domi? Sure. Let's- Another already, hot. another already created Leafs jersey. Ha, ha, ha. The thing is with Max Domi, watching him, I was so excited. I was like, okay, like twenty eight in Toronto with Domi on the back. How, how much of a fire up would that be? Oh, that would be great. The thing is with him, like he's not Thai. He's not gonna go out there and beat up a bunch of people and caught like, hit and cause some havoc out there and act all Michael Bunting ish like he's a to me he's like a top 9ish playmaking winger i wouldn't have him at center although 55% on the draw this year what about as
2: fourth line center
0: fourth line center sure i just didn't like the defense from what i saw it was it's not, not good. he doesn't interrupt plays at, at all in the defensive end Had, like gets himself the puck but mainly through like interceptions because he's a decent skater i would say right Like it's mainly playmaking though, not the best finisher. I just, I really wonder though, like these are also some numbers that come with it. Expected goals against per 60. He was 635th in the league. So like near the bottom, pretty much. I think it was, this was out of 600. Oh, out of 648 skaters at five on five, he was six hundred and thirty fifth. Expected goals four per 60. He was 441st and expected goals percentage. 606 out of 648 points per 60 though used 219 goals per 63 389 out of 648 and assists per 60 114 out of 648. So that's not bad. But like this is a guy who kind of been up and down like his entire career. But then like you cling on to that last little bit of hope that he had 72 points in a season. He was f- his after his first trade that he was really fired up for. How much passion could come out of him from being in a Leafs jersey, right? So, like, that's, like, a cliche, just bullshit answer. And, like, I don't think he's going to cost that that much. But it was the playmaking ability, the skating, and the lack of defense. I
2: I would get him because there's not a player in our bottom six that he has even close to, like, the offensive skill that he has. Mm-hmm. So, point. I mean, he played fourth line. For Carolina in the playoffs, he had three goals, three assists in fourteen games, playing ten minutes. Like we bad. we could use that badly yeah. if he yeah. could replicate that, right? So I, I would play him as our fourth line center. Personally.
1: Yeah. So I'm curious: is he a fit? He like a, a fourth line center? Yeah, but is he a fit on the third line at all? Or would he? No. No. He would he fit with maybe two better defensive? May I mean players? maybe
2: I just don't I don't know if that's the
0: mix they're trying to do, but maybe it is because I but then think, you have no physicality on that third line.
2: Uh, is he not he's not physical no, at all eh? No, no he's just like he gets if he gets his wires crossed he'll like go yeah. so you know who, what i mean like who he's right?
0: cheap shot at a bunch of people and beat up a bunch of people yeah. cheap ways but like he's not a physical player who's the physical
1: presence on our third line now
0: like david camp is more physical than yeah, Aston reese sorry i uh, I, w- I would i would say it's i would say
1: he would line. play with camp and Engvall. like could that
2: work that's what I was I saying know. by being on the third line. No, I know that's... Yeah, I, I don't know. I I think you're going to get... Uh, maybe you could just get him to play a little simpler on the wing. I don't think it would be necessarily that hard. Work. Or maybe that also takes away from what he does well. Yeah, like I would rather like him play more of a Spezza role on the fourth line.
0: Yeah. In terms of when you put it that way, like for adding a fourth line piece, I think he'd be a great fourth line. For, for the fourth line, he'd be a great fourth line piece. For a third line, is that and that's the only forward that you bring in? I'd be, you know, I'd be like, oh, all right. It's good to see Domi back in a Leafs jersey, but it's a little bit of a different Domi—faster, more skilled Domi. But yeah, that's that was my thoughts on Ty Do- um uh, Max Domi. Yeah, I mean, the
2: other thing you have to remember about Chicago is they can only re- you can only retain salary on three players mm-hmm. at a time. They're going to retain on Taves and Kane if they get traded. Yeah. We're saying Murphy. We're saying McCabe. Mm-hmm. Like, I think you might have to take him at $3 million as well. That would be. Yeah. 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 So, so that's a lot of salary
0: mind. to be eating on your fourth line there. So, anywho, I uh, wanted to move. I think that's all we got for, for Max Dolmy. An interesting one that has come up that I think he will definitely – well, sorry, not I think. He will definitely be moved. I'm not sure how much he's going to fetch, but he's one that's really come up on the, a lot of people's uh, radars recently, and that's Sam Lafferty. This is a guy that was traded last year from Pittsburgh, went to Brown, signed, I believe, with Pittsburgh, was with Pittsburgh last year, and was traded for a, for a Nylander, actually. So I don't know how much value that holds in this market, but he was traded for a Nylander uh, to Chicago. And in Chicago, he's played a lot better actually made the world champion usa world championship team but sam lafferty scores a bunch off the rush from what I've seen a lot of production off the rush because he he has wheels he can really really skate and he's a he comes with an affordable contract with some term to it too like he's quick like able to make plays off the rush uh, he's a very really good puck carrier and he throws the body too like when he's out there he, he can bring he can bring some energy and some jam i would say but to me, like he's not a very smart player. He chases the puck a lot. Like there was a play I saw; they had two the the Blackhawks had two players below the goal line, and he just went made a beeline for the puck. And it's like, okay, now you have three guys down low. If they make a quick out uh, breakout pass there, you've got an, a three on two the other way, right? Like just recognition plays that I, I, there was a few recognition plays where I'm like, you really should have thought about this a lot better. Like a play where Caleb Jones is carrying the puck up the ice and he just sat along the boards waiting for the puck, no speed, no nothing. It's like, okay, so now there was a guy chasing Caleb Jones. Now the guy that was covering Lafferty can just double team uh, Caleb Jones and he got rocked and they lost the puck. And it's like, okay, you could have opened up space for your teammates a little bit better there. But, with Sam Lafferty, I think the wheels and some skill is a big part of it because maybe a team takes him in on that affordable contract and does like a Brandon Hagel. Like we can, we can evolve him. Imagine if we got our hands on him, what we can do. Mm, you don't think so? I know he's I, twenty-seven. Yeah, I, I think he's
2: pr- like
0: Hagel. Probably was how is old what he is? is.
2: How how old is Hagel? Three he, years
0: younger. Ninety-eight. And he
2: and he was. He's twenty four, mm-hmm. and he was already scoring like twenty one goals. Yeah, twenty one. Yeah, I I don't. I think he sounds exactly like Colin Blackwell. Get the same similar guy to last year.
0: Colin, Sam Lafferty to Blackwell. Yeah, no, he's faster than Blackwell. Okay, but
2: I'm just saying the type Blackwell's of
0: player. Blackwell's more defensively inclined, I would say.
2: I'm just saying he it sounds yeah. like the exact same type of player. Really,
0: he's just a north south bottom six touches. energy
2: north north south. Scored yeah. a couple goals like Blackwell had. 10 goals total last year. He had 12 yeah. the year before.
0: Yeah.
2: The only right. difference is he has term. He has so
0: term at 1.15, I want to
2: so, say. So does Blackwell. No, he doesn't. No, last.
0: I'm oh, sorry. Like sorry. Started. Yeah. I think I Blackwell he meant Blackwell this, have term year.
1: this year. <laughs> he has, he's, has two, he's signed two years, 1.2 mil. Really? Yeah. Oh. Unless I wrote that down incorrectly. Yeah. Let, me do, let me, let me, let mm, me fact check that. Take a
0: look at that one. Might be one year, 1.25. No, two, two years. Really? Well,
1: two years, 1.2. Two. Yeah. I
0: yeah. was convinced he was on a one year deal. Yeah. So,
1: um,
0: but yeah, yeah, Sam Lafferty's doing a lot better than Blackwell this year. Yeah. Blackwell's struggling. 12, hard. 12,
1: 12 5 on five points. It's pretty good in yeah forty two games oh, yeah. for someone who's also playing very limited. All minutes. off the rush though.
0: Yeah, and yeah, just energy puck chasing. That's what you're going to get with Sam Lafferty. Yeah, I like it. So could like cost that. you. I mean, so, the issue is though, like in plays like that, like it could cost you. Like he's chasing the puck, bad recognition. Well, you oh, have man. enough
2: guys who are so passive for checking and that's like do being, more, I don't want to say poor for it, but more they're thinking about it. They're trying to intercept passes. If you have like a dog chasing a bone with Camp and Engvall, I think that's the exact player you probably oh. want.
0: That's a good point. Yeah. But anyway, that's what you get from uh, from Sam Lafferty there.
1: Yeah. And I think a lot of talk has been had about Sam Lafferty as like a bottom six guy to pluck from the Blackhawks. I'm going to switch gears here and talk about another guy. We didn't, we didn't watch him as much, but I think his player profile as like what, like what his metrics look like. And I think he's, he might be a better fit for the, like, I don't know if it's a better fit, but he kind of fits the mold of what our bottom six already is. That's Jason Dickinson. Two years, 2.65. I, I messaged you guys about him a couple times. Uh, he was recently traded, like a traded to Vancouver and then cap dumped. That's one of the worst couple of weeks, trades Like of all literally time. a couple of weeks later, I'm pretty sure.
2: Which was no, fun. no, or no, a couple he months. Played a year. He played a year. He played a year. Time. Oh, okay, yeah. my bad. My bad. They traded a third for him, and then they traded him with a second for Riley Stillman. Yeah. So they basically traded a second and a third for Riley. A Stillman. Seventh defenseman. Yeah. <laughs> but <laughs> it's horrible. Like, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, this is
1: management. this is a guy who makes two point six five. It's a little rich. Uh, maybe it's a a team a, a, a player who you can get in and get a second team to retain if Chicago's not willing to, but I think he could be a solid, he's a solid defensive center. Essentially. Mm-hmm. Just a, a pure shutdown center. So
0: went to a Stanley cup final. Yeah. He's got to remember that with, yeah. the, with the stars there.
1: Six, five on five goals as well. Not, not the best goal scorer, but like
2: he can still put the buck in the net. So yeah, that's pretty good. The only thing is he makes, again, Jeez. how many guys can they retain? He makes two, six, five.
0: They're not retaining.
2: Then that. we're not getting them, no, I don't think.
0: No, I don't think we would get them. But I, I, I like, like the suggestion player. at a, a 4C. Yeah. It would bring something. Yeah. Like think cup experience, too. I
2: don't think everyone
1: on this team, like if you just look at their team, it looks like everyone will probably get traded. And if they don't get traded, yeah. if they're not UFAs and they're no, they're, they didn't get traded this year, they will definitely be traded yeah. next year. So it's going to be interesting to see what Chicago does in the yeah. offseason because they have so much money to spend.
2: Yep.
0: So so wait, so where,
2: where do you play Sam Lafferty then?
0: I would play him third line. Yeah, third line wing. Third line, oh. wing.
2: third line wing. I like it. I, I he, sounds like a good player. Honestly, sounds like a usable player in the playoffs.
0: He brings something. Yeah, I'll say that. And I know he's
2: kind of getting memed a bit on Twitter because everyone's bringing him up a bit. Yeah. And it's and people are saying like, oh, when did who's Lafferty's agent? Like, it's, people are excited that about the funny. trade deadline. Like, you can find, like you said, maybe he does end up being like a diamond in the rough. He has a really good year, and that's why you look at these guys, right? Yeah.
0: Yeah, I mean. How can you not know? Like, he's putting the puck in the back of the net more. Um, I think he had zero goals with Pittsburgh, and then with Chicago, now he's been scoring a little bit more. But
2: any concern about the shooting percentage bumps, like on ice, and what's his yeah, he probably well, he's at thirteen. His career is probably closer to seven six or seven. Yeah, but it's limited sample size too.
0: Yeah, I mean that's the issue with him. I mean, how much sample size do you have of where he's actually scoring? And can he score not off the rush when the neutral zone gets shut down in the playoffs? Probably not, but then what else does he bring? As I mentioned, he brings forechecking ability. Yeah, good. Forechecking ability and energy. Think about like times with the Leafs. Against Tampa, they came out totally flat in Game 2. They came out totally flat in Game 4 and got flattened. They came out flat in Game 5. Game 6, they went down. Right. Think about how many times you would have needed that energy. Like, imagine like you're at home, everyone's a little bit tense, and someone just goes into the corner and rocks someone.
2: Well, a lot of the time that was coming from Spetzer re-entered into lineup or Colin Blackwell last exactly. year.
0: Exactly. Like, so they tried to do that with Simmons and uh, Clifford, but it didn't work. Yeah, but it's not. So,
2: you have to be effective, and he's exactly. effective. The the other thing is like the Leafs have basically no. A fe- like NHL experience, bottom sixers next year. Mm-hmm. They're almost all free agents. So again, he they would a hundred percent use him in their top ten forwards yeah. next year.
0: So that's uh, what.
2: What would the price be? Sorry, last question. What would be no the price idea. you be willing to pay? Not like no, still fifty dollars.
0: Next episode to his agent. <laughs> we'll talk about him for a full episode <laughs> next week.
2: He's a guy I'd probably see if they would take like a prospect for instead of a pick. like a. Like a like a, I don't know. I mean, i can't think of a prospect. I'm just of. saying. Uh, hypothetically.
1: Yeah. Like but not a like depth. a good prospect. It's, you're not going to no. be trading like... Because
2: you have to think about, like, Chicago can only get so many picks because mm-hmm. they can't sign all the guys because you only, yeah. can only have 50 contracts. Yeah. So they're probably going to be look at some guys who, okay, I can figure out this guy's good in the next two years. Then we can cycle him out when we have to sign. Like yeah.
1: a Nick abert <laughs> mm, That's a
0: little low. The thing is, like, the, think about, yeah, like, so what he brings. Like, yeah. like, he has the term, sure. Term, low cap hit, sure. How much, like, of a resume does he have? He has, like, no cap. Uh, check, look it up, but I don't think he has any playoff experience. No. Like, he's not bringing so, a 30-goal season with yeah. him. Like, it's just you're getting a depth, speedy guy. So, uh, a hypothe- how much is that worth?
1: Though? Hypothetical trade. We've seen... Eight not games really. in the NHL, uh, Bobby McMahon. Oh. Would you do one-for-one one Bobby McMahon for Sam Lafferty? Interesting. Uh, yeah, I Not That's saying that. Guy, but they, yeah. I would. But, yeah. That's our guy, but That's our guy, but yeah. yeah. I don't think Chicago would. No, they just, wouldn't at all. Again, just the spitball. Yeah. To get like an idea of what... Would like, you give Holmberg?
0: What would that be?
1: Centers are more valuable. Sir. Holmberg is, I think, a little younger than McMahon. Um. Yeah, he's three years younger than McMahon. The so fact
0: that we're thinking about it this much is probably what's what it's going to take. Unfortunately,
2: maybe. I think like
1: would Joey Ty Anderson, Voigt, Holmberg
2: is no. almost exclusively on how much a team would like him because yeah. we may like him, but a team may look at him and say,
0: "Fourth line, a center, different a different opinion, yeah, whatever." So. Would Ty Voight get the job done? He's having a great season. Maybe. Maybe, so around there, I think we I think we've struck a nail. Speaking of prospects, though. Let's get into... Do we have one more? No, There's that's... one more guy. Oh. So, uh, not on Chicago. Oh. I wanted to bring out JVR. Apparently, the Leafs are oh. interested in him. Reamer. You sent us a message saying this was on Jeff Merrick's show. I yeah, skipped through the whole thing. I don't know when it was. The, I don't know yeah. when it was. It Apparent, a little older. In the allegedly, league. Jeff Merrick had said the Leafs have expressed interest in James Van Leafs in Calgary, like, this is what they said. Yes. He comes... Huge cap hit. But essentially, if you remember watching him uh, when he was on the Leafs, he's like that, except a little bit worse kind of thing. Yeah. Still can't play defense. Still slow as shit. But hands are still there. Finishing ability is still there. And if you actually get two players on his line that are fast, he becomes much more... Efficient. If I, he has slow guys on his like average to below average speed on his line, they will not touch the puck the entire time they are out there. I will
2: say he has always had pretty good metrics. I don't know how that is, but
0: sheltering a lot of possibly. these,
2: a lot of these models still really like JVR. Yeah. So if you like, if you want to put some stock into that, obviously feel free. I still think he can put the puck in the net. Obviously. Mm-hmm.
0: Good touch around it? the net.
2: I have no idea. Like, he'd have to play fourth line left wing and play PP 2 Like, so, and that's yeah. too much. More. Like, he cannot play in your top. No way. No way. Too slow. Too slow to play Tampa. From, no way. No. Yeah. No way.
1: So. I did I kinda soured when I heard that when you, when I heard you guys even just bring that up now because the merits around acquiring James Van Reeb's deck, like the the other things that would have to happen for us to acquire James Van Reeb is just too much. You have to think about potentially first of all, you're gonna have to retain him once. Four and a half million dollars is what you get him at. If you retain him twice, think about how much we gave up for
2: um three and a half for one he's makes seven.
1: Sorry, three and a half. But still that's a lot. That's still a lot, lot. But then if you want to retain him twice, think about how much we gave up for Felino. And then if you're thinking about a team that's like how much teams are looking to get for retaining a player like i'm just thinking yeah. about all the assets we'd be spending to get jvr and just be like there's probably another player out there who you yeah. could get who's just equally as valuable or other like the money ball thing two players who can equal jvr with the same amount of
2: assets right so I, it's just i, I could see why calgary likes him because they really are struggling to score yeah. like they Fair have they, yeah. but like you want to say the leafs are struggling to score take that to another level because they good players are also not scoring
0: two players that equal jvr and cap wise <laughs> and cap wise <laughs> okay yeah. that's what i, I mean like
2: i will say like, though f- maybe theory, maybe an yeah. interesting proposition is jvr half retained by philly Kerfa going the other way plus an asset but i i get that but also like but how I, much is the asset? I'm, I'm, I'm just spitball
1: i'm saying like we should move like uh Kurfa, but then that that's like you're just creating another hole now now we have to go fill that hole now I have to spend more assets to fill that hole. But what
2: is that hole? Right now it's the fourth line center Yeah, hole. I guess.
1: Yeah, fourth line center slash. So the idea line, is you replace
2: him with a guy to play a wing at like in the playoffs instead who also plays on your PP2 who can just score way better than Kerfoot but cannot do anything else on the ice as good as Kerfoot.
0: Yeah. I find Kerfoot go goes through waves. every time, cause Every time you kick him and he's on the downwards, then he just shoots Creases back up. up. And yeah. then once you're like, Maybe Alex Kerfoot. And then he starts generating chances, and you're like, okay, Alex Kerfoot. And then instantly he just takes a nosedive. I'd rather have Engvall, but easily, which has changed. But this
2: year, I think Engvall's played a lot better.
0: That's true. More consistent. More consistent. I agree. Post-California road trip, we'll call it. He's been much more consistent than Alex Kerfoot. So, anywho, let's get into a little bit of asset classification, shall we? All right. So, you've probably heard these names, these things float, r- floated around before. Let, we're going to take a look into what each of these is worth. Um it's not This so, master she's not cooperating for me. So let's you let's quickly
1: ahead. do do a quick rundown on the picks that we have. So we have all like so we mo- we don't have our second round pick from this year. Okay, that was traded last year in the geo, geo trade. Mm. We might have our third round pick this year. That was packaged in the uh, Nick Ritchie slash Ilya Labushkin trade, um, and then we don't have our third. Or sorry, we 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 have Ottawa's third this year, and then we have a fifth and a sixth. So we pretend, we have four picks for sure this year. Maybe five. Um, I'm I'm just gonna roll with five because you could just essentially put a like what's a condition condition on that. Third but I also think
2: thing. if someone wants a third, they just trade Ottawa's third. It like kind of makes it easier. Yeah, that's it's true. a better third as well.
1: Yeah, that's true. So. Um, yeah. Then the next year we have all of our picks except for our third year. After that, we have our first... Uh, all of our picks,
2: except for maybe our second, it all depends on which.
1: That's team. part
0: of the Nick Ritchie deal. Nick
1: Ritchie deal. So that second is a part of that Arizona deal. And yeah.
2: And if you're confused, Ch- Cap Friendly actually has a really good pick thing. Like, yeah, you know, you don't you have go to go anywhere else. If you're look looking cap, at the cap situation, all
1: of the cap stuff we do, we should probably mention this every episode that we do this, but we do go to Cap Friendly. So quick yeah. endorsement to capfriendly.com. 100%. They're like probably the best resource in all of hockey. Shouldn't even be stuff. free. It should it's be like sh- on a Patreon. Ab- yeah. Absolutely. And they are free. So please go check them out. I, I have my. Uh, I'd block off when I visit their website, support them. Simple as that. Um, Hell yeah. Oh, yeah. So nice. Yeah. Uh,
2: and it also says the pick conditions if you scroll over the pick. Exactly. Cool. Oh. It's crazy. And they also have fun tools, bio calculators. You love that one recently. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to say why, uh, but if you listen to the pod, you can guess who Jason wants to bio.
1: Bio values. calculators, waiver calculators, qualifying offer calculators, offer sheet calculators. Uh, this segment has been brought to you by CapFriendly. So, okay. um, but no, yeah.
0: Not really, but go on but yeah like they it, it
1: technically ad. has if you think about it so yeah those are basically all the picks we have go to cat friendly check it out and see which guys we have so then we kind of put assets in three different buckets so the first one obviously are picks second one is the prospects i'm just going to talk about the top four right now according to the athletics um the athletic kind of did a uh, sc- sc- excuse me scott wheeler did a prospect pool ranking okay. he kind of had these four guys tiered where were the leafs ranked on that by they right? were 18th really 18th yeah that is pretty high. So, it's
0: higher than I thought.
1: That includes say, how
0: many picks have they had the last two years?
1: Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. So, the top so that's actually shocking, honestly. Yeah. They're top
0: picked in the first round since like what 2020? Yeah. And, and I mean, unfortunately, I think he's getting better. I will mention, um, Amarov, Rodian Amarov. Yeah. Um, fortunately, he was diagnosed with brain cancer. He was our first round pick in 2020. Um, it looks like he is getting. Better and he will, he'll get through this. That's that's just a, what's that's, important yeah. at this point.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, but. but yeah, so just just he tears the players above the rest. He has four guys in particular who are in our prospect pool, like the top. I guess we'll call them top tier. Don't know if you consider them a level prospects. Don't know what you consider them, but obviously number one, Matthew Nice. Like
2: this was done recently.
1: This was done literally like in two last ago, month, two weeks ago, three weeks yeah. ago. Anyways, Matthew Nice. It like a day ago. Matthew Nice is number one. Nick Robertson, number two; Fraser Minton, number three. Uh, the most recent, I think, it was, it was second round pick, right? Second round pick, but early yeah. second round,
0: thirty eighth overall.
1: Yeah, and then uh, Topi Niemala. So those are our like mm-hmm. four big, our big four assets, I guess, for prospect wise. We have a bunch of uh, he. He also included a bunch of other, uh, I guess, guys in the in the tier below. Our recent second round pick, Nick Moldenhauer. Ronnie Hervin in second round pick for third round pick. I think maybe second round from Moldenhauer was a second round pick. No,
0: oh, he was the third third. I I have these Committed all. I made to Michigan I next year. I
1: apologize. Moldenhauer, uh, Hervin Hildeby wall, which is interesting because he's 24 and uh Tverberg. I don't know if I'm pronouncing that right. Ryan but, yeah. Tverberg seventh yeah.
0: round pick university of Connecticut.
1: Yeah. And then they have pretty much all the rest of the, where does prospects. he have Ty so, Voigt? What the hell? Ty Voigt is the first, like uh, he's 10th. So he's just below Tverberg, but in like Whoa. the third tier. So, Okay. Um, yeah, those are like the guys we could potentially be on the move. There's also other guys who we can see on the move as they these guys are, I guess we'll call them not NHL players, but like NHL slash AHL players where they're mm-hmm. like half prospects, half already playing, right? And uh, on that list, no particular order. We threw in Rasmus Sandin. We threw in Nick Abertzizi, Pontus Holberg, Joseph Wall. And then the final bucket of players we have is cap casualties, Kerfoot, Hall, and Engfall
2: very interesting
1: so if you just think about what if you just think about what we have to move out that's kind of a compiled list and i guarantee you someone's gonna get moved off of this list i can almost guarantee it. oh i
2: thought you meant someone not on this list is gonna get moved oh 100 yeah, yeah
1: that's what i meant to say yeah. uh so but like of the most likely players to get moved it's probably these guys
2: no i think you're probably right this is like basically it yeah,
1: yeah so I again i don't know how that stacks up against other teams mm-hmm. but it's just be interesting to see like what we'd be willing to part ways with what I guess, uh, an unbiased
2: person who ranks prospects sees of our team. Right. So, so one thing you always have to keep in mind, this is for every sport too. you overrate your prospect pool, mm-hmm. no matter what, it's not your fault. It's not, no, it's not the fan base's fault, but you have a connection to the prospect that no one, no other team You're watching cares. every single game. You generally overrate all your players as well. Like that's just, unless you hate them, then you may underrate them. But, so just keep that in mind when we talk about some of these guys. doesn't mean the guy's bad. You have to put yourself in Chicago's shoes where, again, they're going to have 15 picks in the next two years. They're going to have probably four or five firsts, five, six seconds. Like, are these guys better than the guys that they're going to pick? Yeah,
0: and I think we're probably going to do a decent job at this because literally just look at the numbers with these players. That's it. Like, that. I think that's a – more often than not, that is the best judge of what they will become. NHL E or whatever the hell it's called, right? Like, I- I'm not saying that this player is hopeless and we should throw him away for an ab- like garbage, but I'm just saying, like, I'm just looking at them like it <laughs> sounds horrible, but like a piece of meat. No, you're just, it's like a <laughs> stock, it's a exactly. stock to stock up, stock yeah. down, whatever. And if you worth? want to see how much people overrate their prospects, just like go back and look at. Prospect Twitter like three years ago, and who was the talk of the town, like, and where they are now, probably playing third line. I just remember
2: Christian Hansen's hype for the Leafs. Do you remember him?
0: He got a lot of hype. Um, Tyler Bozak actually exceeded that, like, what he was supposed to become, but like Jeremy Williams. Jeremy Williams. I think he's married to, like, the girl that was the main character in life of Derek randomly. No way. I believe she's married to a former Leaf that was, like, a fringe guy, Luca Caputi. Coach of the front tonight, yeah. I believe. Now, yeah. Um, he was well. He had injury issues, but, anyways. So what?
2: What's our plan here? Should we say what we think the number one Leafs asset is? Yes. That's yeah. Go should ahead. we go around the table, or you want to do a one, three two, three, two, one? Matthew, nice. Yeah, agreed. Really, I, I think agree.
1: that's more coveted to the Leafs. I don't know about the rest of the league, but coveted to the Leafs than our first round pick this year.
2: I agree. I totally agree. I also think he might be more coveted across the league. I'm looking at – this is Corey Pronman's opinion. The the top – the NHL prospect trade board ranked. I don't know really, – actually, I, honestly, I don't want to bring this up. I don't agree with this. Okay. I don't so, but he's number three if wow. you want to use his ranking. He's number three. Ooh. But I, I think those
1: those were listed in no particular order. Yeah, I
2: think you're right. That's why yeah. I kind of wanted to guess that.
1: So, um, but yeah, uh, but if, he's
2: like ranked as a top 40 prospect in the NHL. Well, if if you look or at 25, by mm-hmm. sorry, you go.
1: I was just gonna say if you look at the people who watch him the most, the Hobie Baker Award. He's he's first of all he's in nomination for it. I, well, a, I will say to be fair, they nominate a ton of people. Yeah, there's a fan vote. Yeah, I don't know if it's, if he just has like a ton of fans, I think or possibly if it's, the team he drafts maybe is drafted the, by. Maybe, but yeah. he's second in the fan vote, which is like a part of a portion of the vote. Uh, that decides the Hobie Baker. So, I mean, I don't know how many Leafs are going out there to go vote for Matthew
2: Nyes to win the Hobie Baker. I don't think that's... I don't know I if think that's, a that's thing. that's exactly what it is. He's, p- to be fair, he's probably the third best player on his team.
0: Mm-hmm. His line is Jimmy Snuggerud and, Logan, and Cooley. Logan Cooley, who just went third overall. Yeah. He's and definitely he's not better than sick Logan Cooley. Line. But, sick, sick line there. That's why.
2: That's the only... I don't. I don't want people okay. to think he's... Mm-hmm. I, like let's keep. Like, I'm trying to rein Out it in. Scoring. I'm also excited about the
1: how tall. Yeah. But how tall is Logan that, Cooley? That's true. Ooh. How how much does he weigh? That's Ooh. true. <laughs>
0: that, these hey, uh, U- numbers tw- never lie. Yeah, U21 NCAA scoring. He is seventh. That's and he is third on his team in that category too. His two teammates are above him. The guy his who two does who, the
2: guy who does the uh, prospect NHL thing. The, that thing is way lower on him than most people are. Which that's is the thing.
0: But when you watch, like I just posted on our, I actually. We'll bring up the results of that soon. But I posted on our story, like, his goals. Where is he score? He's not going through the entire team, head down, dip-dee-doo do whatever, and then putting in the back of the net. It's like, okay, that's not going to work. It's posted up in front of the net, ass out, creating space for himself, tip. Like, getting the puck, like, catch and release, ripping it because he has a really hard shot. He has assets to him. And on top of that, okay, he can't score at an NHL level yet, or if he ever will, he's big. He's got some decent speed to him from what we've seen, and he hits as well. He's willing to hit. I I told you my comp
2: for him last year, and everyone was like, oh, it's
0: Josh Anderson. Yeah.
2: But what's wrong with that? Why are you upset at that? (laughs) If you get Josh Anderson for 800K for two years after this, you would take that with with your eyes closed. Yeah, that's a good point, actually.
0: (laughs) I just think when you bring up Josh Anderson, because he plays on the Habs and, like, He's kind of a prick to play against. I just go. ah. Yeah, yeah. and then other yeah.
2: teams are going to say that when they talk
1: about Matthew Nice. Yeah, and huh. I I do want to touch on the NHL E thing quickly though. It uses like p- like previous players' paths. Yeah, the fact I, that, I don't like it. Personally. The fact the fact that he played in the USHL is probably knocked him down a ton. Absolutely, I I don't know how Kale McCarr looked, but I feel like Kale McCarr
2: probably wasn't the highest on NHL E because probably he played very low on it. because of where he I, played. I think there's way too many factors, especially during COVID. Like you yeah. said, he played in the USHL during COVID. Like. <laughs> As a freshman on Minnesota, he looked really good. It's also more about the development of the player now. He's already been drafted. Like, Use the NHLE when he's drafted. I think a lot that happens after is, can be out of the player's control, oh, to be yeah. honest. So like, like we've said, if they bring him in and they expect him to play first line left wing and be responsible defensively playing against Kucherov and point, it's not going to work. You, you have to bring someone in the right situation. I agree, though. I think he's the number one asset on the lease. Yeah.
0: Okay. It's the so preliminary results from our poll we got here. I said, what do we expect? Oops, I can't keep it. Put that too close to the mic. What do we expect from Matthew Nyes? Three options were top nine impact, fourth line impact, and not on playoff roster. I don't know if I didn't like word this properly, but I meant immediate impact. Ah, uh, I probably screwed this up. Yeah. Do you okay. think people would in, interpret that as like? Overall. I think I think
2: not on playoff roster would lean to it being immediate, right?
0: Okay. Okay. Just checking with that. But 74% of people said top nine impact. That's unrealistic. 17% of people said not on playoff roster. And then 9% said fourth line.
1: Yeah. But I'm sure, if, I'm sure if you split that wow. up though, with top six, bottom six, we're going to get majority bottom six. I think when people say top nine, they see them as a third, like the third option, like the
0: third line. That's yeah. Third low. line. Yeah.
1: So, um, but yeah, so that's that's probably I mean, people
0: are excited. I didn't realize people were this excited for well, him. I mean,
1: we've we I think the rumors of him being brought in last year kind of helped swell up the excitement for this year because we kind of were teased a bit saying, "Oh, he hmm. might come." And then Kyle Dubas flies out and talks to him, turns out he doesn't want to sign that year, so I think that might have uh, a little factor to play in, into it. Um after Matthew Nizel, who do you think is what do you think is more valuable, our first or do you think Nick Robertson
2: is? None.
0: No, it's the first. The
2: first Neither. Oh. Rasmus Sandin, yeah, oh, yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, Rasmus Sandin.
0: Do so you think Matthew Nyes would fetch more than Rasmus yeah. Sandin? Whoa, yeah, I do. Okay, I do.
2: I I think if we're gonna again, t- I think we I think we probably overrate Sandin compared to what other teams think.
1: I think if you were to tier it though, I think it'd be Matthew Nyes tier A. Tier B would be our first round pick and Rasmus Sandin. No, I think
2: Sandin's also in tier A. Really? Yeah. So you think he can fetch more than a first? What? you think he can fetch more than a first? No, it's weird to do it like that because like the Leafs first is going to be 25 to 32. Yeah. So I don't know. I think he could fetch very close to that. I don't know. It's very difficult. I'm mm-hmm. just more, I'm honestly thinking of this more right now. And if I was trading, I'd want uh, a player over a, yeah. Yeah. Even in this draft, the least pick is still going to be late. Mm hmm. I think Sandine Nye's, and I think that's the top tier though. Sandine Nye's first round pick. And I just want to
1: preface this by saying we're only bringing up Sandine because there's been so many rumors about us trading for a defenseman. It's like, and if you're mad that we're talking about Rasmus Sandin, you have to think to yourself like, at what point do we keep him? At what point do we move him? Right? If he's not going to be playing this year, and we're acquiring a guy who's probably going to be on term, we only have one guy who is Justin Hall, who is off the team next year, who is a UFA. Mm -hmm. Right. Our defense core is staying the same other than Justin Hall. And like we talked about earlier on the episode, our team loves Justin Hall. So we're probably going to resign him. And even if we don't (laughs) resign him, Justin Hall plays on the right side. We've seen, we've seen, he struggles, he struggles on
2: the right side. Like, let's be honest. Right. So, um, the other thing is like, they almost traded him in the off season too. Did they? He was on the block and he was holding out. And if we didn't have injuries, would he be on the team? I don't know. Yeah, that's a good question. Like, if Jake Muzzin never gets hurt, is Rasmus Sandin playing right now? I don't know. It's a good question.
0: Hmm. So that happened quick after that injury.
2: Yeah. Lilgren was out all in LTIR. Yeah. And then Muzzin got hurt. And then it was. They signed Sandin. Bang, bang, yeah. No, Sandin was before no. They signed, signed Sandin right after they had that game where all those defensemen got hurt. Oh, Jordy yeah, Ben, right. Timothy Lilgren. All those guys were injured, yeah. and then Sandin it was, was like, okay, I have a clear spot to play. I sign now. Yes.
0: Yeah, and they're like, we're we're holding you at 1.4.
2: Do you agree with that, though? Those are, like, mm-hmm. I think their Tier A assets are Rasmus Sandine Matthew Nyes, and a first-round pick. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Tier and, A is in, like, for, on the not, leagues. like, yeah, like, Tier A prospects. Some people would say, like, oh, that's a top-10 prospect not in the NHL. Tier, like, Tier A for the Leafs. Yeah, Tier yeah. A
2: prospect is Logan Cooley. Yeah. It's Shane Wright. It's um, uh, Luke Hughes. Guys like that.
0: Luke. Okay, I was gonna. That was the player I was gonna ask. Is he a for? Uh, is he a Tier A? Ask. I would st- yeah, still fourth say fourth so. overall pick. I would still mean? say so. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So yeah, I I believe. W- what would that fetch? Trading one of those.
1: You're you're probably looking like, well. If we compare it to what Bo- the Bo- Horvat trade was, it was Bovillier a first and Atu mm-hmm. Ratu, who is Atu Ratu was drafted, I believe. Atu Ratu.
0: No, it's Ratu. Ratu. It's Ratu. Yeah, yeah
1: and Finnish. Everyone got that wrong, including Lou Lamoureux. Yeah. Wow.
0: And yeah. Uh,
1: Patrick I mean, no. Alvin. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but uh, he, yeah. So Ratu, I think is, I don't know if he was drafted the same year or the year he after. He was the same
0: year as Matthew Nye, second round. He pick. dropped all the way to the second round. He was supposed to be like a top five pick, I, I believe. Dropped all the way to the second round next year in Liga, the Finnish top league, was about a point a game, and then this year has been like about a, a little bit over a point every other game in the AHL, and then got called up to the NHL. I would say
2: he's a similar level to Nice. I'd say a little worse right now, if I had to guess in terms of, Mm. but very little, very little. Yeah, Um,
1: because he might be in the camp of being rushed. I think they might have rushed him to the NHL because
2: of
0: was twelve games.
2: I don't know. But also, you don't want to overrate his ability just because
0: he played twelve games
2: yes. yeah. as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, he had Two
0: goals, like yeah, it wasn't much. But
2: I think if you want Timo Meyer, you're giving two of these top prospect, top tier things.
0: I would have thought all three. Yeah, maybe. I th- I would have thought it would be. no. I think two no. tier A I and one tier, tier B. B. Yeah, yeah. And, I and think that's what it would be. Is what? What do you think? What is Beauvillier worth? I have no idea. Some that's people where, think he's
2: worth nothing. He's worth something, a hundred percent. He's like an enigma, though, because he's the
0: issue. Is he's an expensive, like, third yeah. line player? What's Kevin LeBanc worth? That's like twenty four years old. What's so it's like?
2: I, I think he's worth a second or a third round pick in a trade. That's what, I, what the equivalency I would put, or a B level prospect. So.
0: Hmm. Yeah, that's a good point. It's just the the contract muddies what he's worth. Yeah, absolutely. And like what he did in the past at like twenty three. Muddies what he's worth because he hasn't really developed.
2: It's not a secret that he's a good player, though. He was not yeah. in a good position in the on the island. It's mm-hmm. not a secret. People, I've seen the tweets. Like even Cam Charon was saying, like this guy's a really good player. Like, yeah. I can solve the Anthony Bavillier problem very quickly. Just go
1: look at Hockey Reference. Look at his shooting percentage. He's shooting like thirteen percent in his career. He's shot six and seven percent the last two years. Yeah, simple.
0: Yeah, he also he had a couple. Good, he had a good playoffs too. Really player. strong
2: playoffs. Just I told Jason honestly, him. if you put him with Matthews and Marner he'd be very close to what Bunting oh, did. really? Yeah, and you're about to give Bunting $4.5 yeah.
1: I just don't think Vancouver would... It's true, I'm just saying. Pref- okay. Preface, I don't think Vancouver's going to move him this year. No, next year. I don't, I know, don't know if they move him next year, it, but we'll see. Yeah,
0: was, They're going to stink oh. next year. Uh, I
1: I think they uh, in their mind oh. they they don't want to stay uh, they're, so they're going to do whatever so, they
2: can. I'm to not, not going to say anything definitive about the Vancouver
0: Cubs. Okay, That's a good point. Cause Cause I said all, they were going to make the playoffs this year, so Because my head,
2: not rebuilding, but the two guys they want to trade are Bo Horvat, their captain, and Thatcher Demko, their goalie. How are you? Like that is so backwards. Mm-hmm. You know yeah. what
0: I mean? Like I don't really see. Yeah, they're goaltending prospects. I don't even know if they're really knocking at the door. It doesn't but. matter. Um, who Anyways, would be next on the list? So think Fraser Minton. I Probably think Fraser Minton, Over Nick and Robertson. Robertson? Oh, no. E-Mola oh, in the same sorry. Bucket, I, I just like said in Tier B, he is going to be in Tier B. Is he not? Robertson? Minton. I think, we're, I think this is a
2: great example of overrating your prospects. But I, I, we should... We okay,
0: should. so Tier B is for sure Nick Robertson's next up.
2: Yeah.
0: He's been banged up. No secret about it.
2: Yeah, like, what do you rate a second-round pick? I don't think Fraser Minton is worth more than his draft slot, which is a second-round pick.
0: Hmm.
2: He's not, I'm just telling Like that. Yeah, so, so, maybe, so he's, definitely maybe he's not
0: worth more than a second-round pick. But the second-round pick, is that in Category B? I don't know.
2: I'm just saying, like, I feel like it's disrespectful to put him in the same category as Nick Robertson. But uh, the only reason Nick Robertson's in my Category B is because he gets injured a lot. That is the only reason. But th- do you think that, people like, other teams look at that and, like, lower his
0: I don't, I don't know, know if this like, is correct but possibly yeah. Fraser Minton last five games one goal nice
2: he also is playing on one of the best teams in all of playing with the Stan CHL COVID, is he not? yes not bad and there's guys who are drafted later than him in the same draft who are producing better points on his team but don't play Oy. for the Leafs Oy. but he's also played less games Matthew Seminoff was a sixth-round pick from the Dallas Stars last year. On his team, with 52 points in 41 games.
0: Hmm. Oh, that's true. My God, sixth on his team. He, he's, a, he's
2: a 03, though. Who? Seminoff.
0: Yeah, Minton's an 04. Yeah. Okay. Whatever. So
2: slightly older, to be fair.
0: Yeah. Top-heavy team. And then the other
2: guy, Kufler, is he's a second-round pick 02. as well.
0: Mm-hmm. 20 years okay. old.
2: Yeah. All right. Anyways. No, there's, there's one other guy who. Oh, he was, Kufler was a sixth round pick, too. Yeah. yeah there's another guy. Uh, Bankier? Yeah, wasn't he? Caden Bankier. Was he not is a second Minnesota round Minnesota pick? Third round pick.
0: Third, third round pick, pick yeah. Okay. He's
1: also 20, though.
0: Yeah. Anyways, a lot of power play production from Fraser Minton, too. Really? From what I've heard. Well, then yeah. that's like, we super sh- overrated
2: him right him, now. Look him up. I look, would agree. Look it up. I don't think his value is raised.
0: My computer's about to die, but. I believe you. I believe you. I don't think I think it's around a second round pick.
2: Yeah. Yeah,
1: so that's yeah so then around there nick robertson somewhere between a second and a first yeah because our second round picks
2: again i i love nick robertson he just gets hurt like i think he's bet right now i think both clean bill of health next five years who's better robertson or nice i would pick robertson Mm -hmm. i would he just gets injured all the time and who knows how another surgery has to come back major surgery another season missed like again we talk about development his path is a winding road right now. We don't know where it's going to end up.
0: And it's unfortunate, but like this is what came with him when he got drafted. He got injured in his draft year, I believe. Yeah. So, not majorly, but he was injured and that's why he fell down the board.
1: It's crazy cuz his brother so. doesn't get injured. Also, I was his doing Brother's some, 6 too. I've been doing some deep diving. His sister actually also recently had an ACL surgery and I believe she is younger. <laughs> oh God, You're the only guy okay, in the she, world that would know. She that. Yeah. Okay, but his sister is like a, a like a high-level Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu like like competitor. Like she yes, like does ADCC, all that stuff like
2: does Brazilian yeah anyways. Well actually I think Jason Robertson had some injury or medical issue that contributed to his drop in the draft.
0: How's how's his dad doing? He he healthy? <laughs> yeah, I know
2: you laugh, but
0: <laughs> Anywho that was
2: So yeah, tier B would you say is Nick Robertson and then B minus is like Fraser Minton, your second round pick.
0: Okay, yeah. You know me, what I mean? B plus, Nick Robertson. Yeah, B. Yeah, B would be. Minchin I know. I know. I'm making head.
2: it way too qualified, but I. I think Nick Robertson, even value wise from another team, is much more valuable than Fraser Minton. I really do.
0: Probably. I mean, yeah. Nick Robertson in his draft plus one year. What the hell was he putting up? He made numbers. The Leaf, he put up. He was so good. Numbies. He was so good. He made the Leafs playoff roster Correct. that year, and it's just been. Injury on injury on injury after that, so it, it's it's tough. in In that Fraser Minton category, does Topi Nimala belong?
2: I mean, I don't see him at, like that differently than Fraser Minton. But also, I don't like. I don't think that's a premium prospect for a team. I, I really don't. No. I don't think anyone's looking at him as. Uh, maybe some guys saw him at the World Juniors and love him, but I got uh, up
0: huge uh, numbers last year in and, the league. And
2: everything. then what about this year?
0: It's been way down. Way way down. He's so, he's a defenseman that's not that big. I don't think that physical from what I've seen. I I don't. I could be wrong. The
2: reason if I was the Leafs that this would be one of the higher on the list guys that I would trade. Sell high on. I would try to sell high, and I think, like in the near future, I don't think he's going to contribute to your NHL yeah. roster. And considering then, the and defense, then he's going to
0: score his first career goal. I guess in, the in Scotiabank Arena, yeah, like in your dome.
2: Him and even Hirvonen, I, I, I don't. He's been again. He's also been up and down this year. Like these guys, I would say you're getting into like are not worth that much. I no, really not at worth the that deadline.
0: Much. No, no.
2: I don't think anyone would give a 2023 20, second or even third for either of those guys. I really don't. Mm. Couple years out of the draft. Yeah.
0: No, haven't haven't seen them in North America at all. Exactly. Okay, yeah. So then they would fall in your C category. Yeah, I honestly
2: think Minton should also, I don't know. Like, we're overrating him for now.
0: Probably. I wouldn't doubt it. We have I mean. to see.
2: But I, I think, like, like he's clearly had a scoring bump, so people may like that this year. Yeah. And somebody said that Minton, like, this all came from the St. Louis guy saying, the for Ryan O'Reilly, the Leafs, the Leafs would have to give a first and nice or Minton. And then everyone oh, was, yeah. and then everyone was like, "Oh, minted. yeah, like, well, yeah, that's a top <laughs> prospect. That's kind of like what's happened here, if I'm not mistaken."
0: That's so true. <laughs> Someone did say we have to choose between minted and and nice. That is true, and that's kind of funny because I think we would all choose Matthew Nyes. One hundred percent, right? So, anyways, um, I think those are the, the the categories in terms of prospects. You have your A's, which are gonna. That's what. You need to package probably two A's and a B. If you want
2: a Meyer. If you
0: want the top level guys. If you want like your your top nine-ish sort of guys, I think maybe one yeah. of your A's. Or
2: or a top or a second or a Robertson probably. Something but like again, that. But again, I would be, bu- I would be what's, I don't know, bullish or which one is it? I would be bearish. Bears
0: hit down, bulls yeah, be, hit
2: up. I would be bearish on trading Nick Robertson at this point.
0: I think it's a sell low a bit, no? It would be for sure. Like, I really do. It's like, his third major injury in three years. Yeah. I think you're better off keeping him, right?
2: But I think if you're the Leafs and you want to get multiple guys, the first is on the table, Nice is on the table. Unfortunately, Sandin is on the table, mm-hmm. and the second is on the table. All those things are, are going to be on the table. We will see if they do it or not. That's the question. Is there anyone else you want to touch on? Like, is there any chance Alex Kerfoot has value to a team?
0: A three and a half mil not retained. Mm-hmm. No, no. Okay,
2: I so he would produce. have to be a cap dunk. Am I? I would agree. Is there any chance that Justin Hall has value to a team? I would think so. Yeah, but I, would... I are Do the Leafs mil? are the Leafs going to trade Justin Hall?
0: No, like we say this every year. No, they are not. And I,
2: and I I think Pierre Engvall would also have value mm-hmm. to a team. I don't believe the Leafs are in a position to trade Pierre Engvall though.
0: No, you can't trade both Kerfoot and Engvall. Oh, you,
2: I don't think you could trade Engvall at all. No. I think a guy who's mostly played top nine minutes for you all year. I, I don't know how you trade that guy.
0: No, not at all. Whether we know. like
2: him in the playoffs or not remains to be seen. I'm going to make a prediction though.
0: Hold on a second. What? Fraser Minton has 19 even strength points this year in 38 games. Apparently so. 26 power play points. Apparently so. Go on. Sorry to interrupt. My yeah, I,
2: that's why I'm trying to just let's relax. I didn't think care. it
0: was that bad. Um,
2: I have. I think Engvall is going to show up this year in the playoffs. I do. I really do.
0: Finally, going to get. We're going to get a playoff. Yeah, cool. a goal. What's the over and under on points half, and goals? Oh, uh,
2: half a goal, one and a half
0: points. Half of we a don't half count of five, a f- five on five. Yeah. Oh,
2: half and wh- half and one and a half.
0: Okay, half and one and a half. Yeah. You're taking the over on those on both. I, re- I sure shit hope so. We're setting the bar really. The fucking, only thing, really freaking low. The for only a third thing he line. still
2: doesn't do is have any sort of physicality and use of that frame that he has. No, he does. He does a good job using it when he's skating up the ice to protect the puck from defenders. And he's done a good job at trans- transitioning the puck again. Okay. He Offensive scores.
0: Zone, he likes to do that little protect, protect, and then fling it. And
2: you know, his shot, like we said, it's a hard Velocity. shot. Velocity's there. Doesn't know where to put it. Doesn't know where to put it, but it's gone in. Um. So yeah, I wouldn't, tr- I think Kerfoot's the only guy that off this current roster who's played 90% of the season that would get traded. Mm-hmm. The other one is Holmberg, I I guess. Where would you put him in the prospect pool, rank?
0: You're going to have to, I think. I think he's... Oh, you're going to hate this. I. I frick. He's, he's a 90... Like, I keep thinking... Because this was his first full North American year, I keep thinking he's younger than he is. He's a 99 born. That's almost 24. That's not young. No. So... I think that's in the category of like I think it's above us like the second round pick kind of area.
2: Above a second round pick.
0: I think it's in that second round pick area.
2: Okay. Right. I think I think it's close to the Topi Niemela, Ronnie Hervonen, but above. Really?
0: Yeah. Okay. Yeah. He's one that en- I really like, Pontus Holmberg. Though. Then they should keep. Him. I've li- I liked. How- I like the development of him. I'm really curious to see how they they use him next year. I mean. Camp is a UFA. They've, they've seemed to like uh, Pontus Holmberg enough to at one point put him second line center. Yeah. He does some things off the puck really well. That right. You, like he's not just, it's not, I'm not just looking at the points total in the age and going, whoa. I'm looking at the off the puck as well and going, wow, like that's that's something uh, a little bit advanced too.
2: The only thing about him is he's not a driver. I don't think he'll no. ever be a driver. So it just d- no. depends where you, who you put him with. But uh, like, if you were a team, would you rather have Pontus Holmberg or Fraser Minton? Oh.
0: Ooh. these are the tough questions. They're tough,
2: and and that's these are the these questions are the, the Leafs are going to have questions. to ask in the next three and a half. I think weeks. Pontus Holmberg. Okay, so then Over he's he's Fraser a Mint. he's a Tier B then.
0: Yeah, yeah. I would I would say around there. Yeah. A couple um, other guys to
2: touch on Joseph Wall. That's a guy. HL all-star. I I really think that's one of the examples of where the Leafs overvalue him compared to everyone else. But Mm. considering what's in the prospect pool, that's probably a correct assessment of the player. In terms of, do you like Shalgren as your two? No. Mm -hmm. Do you have a goalie other than Matt Murray signed next year who can play NHL minutes? No. I want to see Joseph Wall get a shot. I really do. A
0: 752.
2: The only thing I would say, if someone says, I'd rather have Joseph Wall than uh,
0: Nick Robertson,
2: for example. And let's finish a trade. Mm. You're getting Timo Meyer. It's a first. It's a second. And they want Nick
0: Robertson. Actually, the Sharks are looking for gold So it's it's a first, a second. And
2: they say, well,
0: Robertson or or, or Wall. I would give Wall. Mm -hmm. It's unfortunate. I want to watch more Joseph Wall. But he looks. There's a chance you may watch him this weekend. Yeah. There is a chance we'll so know, by we know by Thursday. We will know by Thursday on that one.
2: And the last guy to look at is Nick Aberzizi who I don't think has a ton of value around. Him.
0: Not hugely. It's I, I believe. Look it up. My again, my computer's dead, but I think he's also a lot of power play too. I, I Marley, Marley's have some good scoring depth up there. Like like low key like Logan Shaw was an AHL All Star. Um, Alex Steves who probably should be in this category, this discussion as well. The reason I don't think he's going to get moved, the Leafs would have called him up like three weeks ago if that was the case and done the old, you know, prop him up on the second line. Like, look what we got here, everyone. He's available, but they have not. He has not seen the NHL this year yet. So that's where I think they're kind of keeping him and,
2: going to work with the him. other thing though. So, know, like his entry level deal is done this year too you I forget because they they did the burn and mm-hmm. the two-year because of his age he's got 32 points in 45 games in the hl I, like I don't those. think there
0: was a burn it's because of his because age, of his age. Was that's what i meant I, yeah. uh,
2: I meant auto burn because of yeah. age yeah um i i don't know i don't think he has a ton of value no it's
0: oh, that's a good
2: point well if you were a team if you just yeah if you true. just said i'm trading. Jake McCabe, you have. We're doing a first. I need to look at another prospect to get. Mm -hmm. Do you want a 23 year old, five eleven player who has 32 points in 45 AHL games? That's
0: a good point. That's all. Mm -hmm. It's a good point. Better off keeping him, I would say.
2: Yeah, and I think that's basically everyone. But I think there's
0: Dennis Hildeby, nine seventeen save percentage. He's interesting. League. He's interesting. He's uh, he was a. He was passed up in his draft year, so he was a late draftee last year. 2001 born. So he was a very late draftee last year. Only played seven SHL games last year. From what I've seen from him, I mean, he's 6'6". It's a lot of physical tools, pretty fast, but I mean, when you're that size, you open up a lot of holes. So that's someone that's going to have to... That's There's a lot of development work there, but there's potentially something. I mean, at 21 years old, 15 starts, nine seventeen. What about Artur Aktamov? That's also something. But he's still in the VHL. Yeah. We don't know what the hell's going on there. But there's some... There, the, the least I wouldn't say it's like, oh, this, this is a strong goaltending depth. This is the best goaltending depth we've seen since 05. No. But there are some pieces. There are some interesting physical kind of makeups that you have that it's like, hmm... I would like to see. I would like to, to give them a look in in North America. See what's what's going on there. Yeah. What do we actually have, right?
2: The one other guy I w- would have added is I think Connor Timmons is someone that if somebody wants him, they should look to move him, right? Mm-hmm. Like you can have jo- uh, Jordy Ben as your seven if you need, and if you trade for a D, then Sandine is your seven. You know what I mean? Or Hall. So you don't really, mm-hmm. if you trade for a D, that depth becomes mm-hmm. less necessary because, like, I don't know, he's played. The defensive version of Pontus Homburg. They're a similar age. I don't think anyone would say Connor Timmins is going to go for a second
0: or third round pick. That's a good point, especially after he was just dumped from Arizona. Yeah. But back to Hildeby. He has a 917. His goaltending partner, I don't know if, how many people remember this, Matt Tompkins. He was on the Can- Canadian uh, Olympic team last year. So, like, a decent kind of like a. An average AHL goaltender, I would call Matt Tompkins. He's at nine thirteen on the same team. Interesting. Twenty six games played for Tompkins, though fifteen for Hildeby. But something, uh, something to look at. Something. There's some numbers. We're doing some number crunching here. But yeah,
2: I think that's most
0: of the guys. Like, yeah. there's
2: other prospects to at least have.
0: But um, it's like. Well, How they're, they're more, yeah, they really it's give. more
2: leaf development wise.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And, and like to think about it, like to go back, like when was the last time a roster NHL player was traded at the deadline for a prospect, just a prospect straight up. Eric had,
2: Brandstrom for Mark Stone.
0: There was a second, I think there was a little bit it's more never involved in there, it's but yes, that was, he was the main piece in that yeah. Alex Burroughs was traded straight up for a guy that we really liked. He played on San Jose last year. He was a pretty high prospect for Ottawa. He was a second round pick, but he was playing really well that now. year. I know what you're talking about yeah, yeah, so like that's another one right there i mean and I mean again that that was a guy that went second round. He was exceeding people's expectations. Ottawa sold high on him, and then they were able to get a depth a depth guy for their playoff roster, so something to keep in mind there, right, but yeah. In terms of cap casualties, who do you think is the number one most likely? Jonathan Dolan is the guy's name. Jonathan Dolan. Yes.
2: He actually had tw- 22 points in 61 games last year for yeah, San Jose. Yeah. He
0: was he was already they put him first line for a little bit. So,
2: the cap casualties curfew, that's
0: I think that's yeah. it is. I think it is most likely. And then like that's like 70 I think that's like if there was a cap casualty, I think it's 90% curfew. Yeah. And then like Six percent, Hangul four percent hole. Yeah, yeah. But it's like much more likely going to be Alex Kerfoot yeah. because I think those two other guys you want, agreed. the Leafs want at agreed, least agreed, agreed, agreed. on their playoff roster. Agree. But, anywho, so that is what the Leafs have in the cupboard. I think we did a great job breaking down what we have, telling everyone, pump the brakes on on the prospects that are not as good as you think. Like, unless unless they went, like, you got to think back. Like, the least prime guys that are playing really well right now, where did we draft them? Hi. <laughs> we drafted them first overall, fourth overall, and eighth overall, right? Like, Michael Buntings are one in, a, like, a thousands. So that's why that's the point. Like when you value
2: guys, like a top prospect would have been like if the Leafs traded Marner when he was on London, that's Mm -hmm. an a level prospect, right? Yeah. Nylander, when he was playing in the A. like those are a level guys that can fetch you a ton. Unfortunately, the Leafs are going to have to give multiple guys, which is going to be painful for a lot of people. If they want to make a big splash.
0: Exactly. Exactly. You got to mortgage the future a bit to get a little bit farther now. Agreed. Right. And I mean, the Tampa Bay Lightning mortgaged their future three years ago, and then they've done it multiple times. Three times, like,
2: um, who they traded Foot, they They traded traded, Radish, they've traded guys who like are probably traded Boris Kachuk. Yeah, these guys are Bs, B pluses, I would say at the time. They traded
0: JT Miller. They got a first, traded that first, and then that was just a bolster to their third line. They traded a first for David Savard.
2: They've traded everything. (laughs)
0: They've traded everything, but guess what? They're still going into the playoffs aside from last night, but looking pretty like
2: Tampa traded Vlad and when he had 44 points in 62 games in the Miller deal.
0: Wow. That was a, that was a good sell high. Of course it was. Wow. Damn. They always seem to do it. Corey yeah. Conacher. <laughs> you keep bringing that. One. keep bringing that. One. that. <laughs> I love that deal because that's the ultimate. That's the ultimate. Anywho, I think that's all we got. Um, yeah. A little quick around the league just to wrap it up here. Um, uh, Dylan Strom was signed to the, uh, he was re signed or extended by the Washington Capitals, five years, $5 million AAV. Sonny Milano was extended by the Capitals, three years, $1.9 million AAV. Um, You will probably remember that name. He went through waivers at the beginning of the year. I didn't have the kindest evaluation of him at the beginning of the year, but you know what? Good for him. That's a good amount of money. Right,
2: I don't think he's been much different than your evaluation, though.
0: Yeah, he's been playing with like Ovechkin, and he's been playing with some crazy line mates. I
2: think they're a little bit overvaluing how much those guys are making an impact at even strength with those contracts, but we'll see.
0: Exactly, uh, and then Bohorvat was extended eight years, eight point five million dollars. It's funny. too long, too much money. Too long, too much money. It's Lou. Lou astutely put it. But I think that's like a fair market value for what he is.
2: That's around what what he would have gotten. The next question is Dylan Larkin. Do you think he gets more or less than that?
0: I think around there. Actually, uh, maybe a tad more.
2: Yeah, I agree. The only thing is if it's from Detroit, he's not getting more than that. No. I think they're probably maxed out at like 8 times 7.5. Mm-hmm.
0: Oh, 7.5. Yeah. Not touching eight. Maybe Having eight.
2: Other... That would be like the concession if you're, from Steve. You're,
0: if you're D- Dylan Larkin, like you've been in that area your whole life, like maybe you want to experience something else. Or maybe or... you're comfortable in Michigan. Mm-hmm. But and it, then that, you take that.
2: I, I kind of do as much as you can feel for someone who's about to become a hundred millionaire by the end of his career. <laughs> I do feel for him a bit. It's de- I, he de- It's weird because you don't want to overpay guys, but. When you get guys who actually want to play for you and want to stay and probably just want their fair market value. Mm-hmm. And you let them go. That's, you know, that's tough.
0: Mm-hmm. That yeah. That really stings.
2: I was looking at some comparables. I I think he would get 9 million over Nine? 7 years easily. What well, was some other ones? Mika Zabinajad.
0: Oh. It's a good one.
2: And like L- Larkin had more sustained success more of a defensive centerman mm-hmm. like play center. Yeah. Um, like Horvat's oh yeah, Horvat's a good comparison, obviously. Mm-hmm. Same expire year. And I like, think
0: in terms of Horvat's production, though, he's been a bit below on average. Career uh, career five average. points
2: per year less than Dylan Larkin. Around
0: there, yes, exactly. So, so.
2: and Larkin's better defensively.
0: Yes, yes, that's a good point. Probably a touch faster too.
2: But it's it's interesting because. There's always comparables that are actually comparable, and there's ones that are not. Like
0: and we're de- coming up on that deadline. Okay. I wonder if Detroit has a drop-dead date, and then we're going to move you.
2: That would be a haul, because I think he'd be in that Meyer category of, like, oh, about as good of a player as you can get in the deadline. Mm-hmm. Just because of his ability to play center two-way, yeah. he'll do whatever it takes to win. Like, Yeah,
0: that'd be a hell of a player.
2: Until Colorado gets them. And then yeah. You. Better uh, than Boston.
0: Yeah. Bursting my bubble on that one. Anyways. Yeah. Also,
2: if you want to look at Leafs trade targets, they play Columbus back-to-back. So, if you're interested Ooh. in... Ga- if you want to see some Gavrikov action, that's a good some situation. Oh, no, yeah. And then, a week later, they play Chicago two times in th- in three games. So, with Montreal sandwiched in there. So, take a look. Four games to watch the guys and... Maybe let us know. Ah, uh, you're wrong. McCabe sucks. Who knows? But watch. You get a chance to watch. It's good.
0: Exactly. You get a chance to watch them against the best and how they how they perform. Anyways, you got anything else? Nope. That's it. Thanks, everyone, for listening.
2: Goalies, go.